there. Can we please talk about all the combat sports that happened at the weekend? We had UFC Vegas 35, Barbosa versus Chikadze. That did not disappoint. We obviously had the boxing match between Tyro and Woodley and Jake Paul. And uh, yeah, if you're new to this show, basically what I, what I do is I just spend you know, 10, 15 minutes uh, talking nonsense about uh, mixed martial arts, breaking a few things down, giving my thoughts on it, finding a few laughs along the way and finding some terrific MMA related memes which is one of my favourite things to do of the week because there are some s -s -s savage memes that go around so anyways without further ado uh, also yeah sorry I do place a lot of terrible bets and uh, actually UFC Vegas 35 was not completely terrible and I'm going to get into that recap right now so the first thing I would like to do is give a shout out to Gerald Mearshart I mean wow what a comeback go back and uh, the thing is, is he's always kind of a perennial underdog I didn't actually bet on him in this one because I didn't see him getting the win but he came from behind uh, giggity. Uh, he, uh, Joey, he was he was getting beat, and he managed to just like drag the guy down to the floor. Managed to get take the back and got the choke, which is brilliant. And he got the submission. It it was absolutely superb. So shout out Gerald Mearshart, this gentleman here. He's um yeah he really he really is he's the perennial underdog, but I actually really like watching him fight. And you know what? He is good. He's he is a lot better than. The odds usually suggest. Then we had Sam Alvey versus Wellington Terman. Now, I had Terman winning this by decision all day. Now, it nearly got ruined because he got deducted two points in the final round for eye pokes, which was fair because he did get warned. And, uh, yeah, but... It still wasn't enough, and he still managed to take a split decision, so I'll take that. Uh, Sam Alvey got busted open real nice with a spinning back elbow in the first round. It wasn't it wasn't a terrible fight, to be fair, but it was exactly as I thought. I love smiling Sam Alvey. I love his style. I, I really, Joey, I think he's, he, he's, he's a fun fighter, but, I mean, he needs to win. I mean, that is now, I think, what, his last seven fights, he's now not won any of them. I think. I'm pretty sure. It's either six. It might be six. I think, yeah, it's either six or seven. Either way. That's not great, is it? And he went mental saying, oh, these judges should be fired and blah, blah, blah. It's like, Sam, without the point deductions, it wouldn't have even been close, dude. Like, I thought Terman fairly clearly won. Like, at least rounds two and three, I thought he clearly won. And, you know, I had him winning all three rounds, if I'm totally honest. I don't think there's an awful lot to complain about there. I think Sam Alvey needs to perform better rather than screaming and effing and blinding at the judges. Just one man's opinion. But keep smiling, Sam. I know you will. Uh, we also had Alessio Ducinico versus Abdul Razak Al-Hassan. Uh, £185. A lot of £185 on the card last uh, on Saturday. It was a, it was a middleweight uh, smorgasbord, whatever they call it. Anyway, uh, I had Al-Hassan by knockout, and it did not take long for that bet to come flying in because literally Al-Hassan, first strike of the fight, kaboom! Head kick knockout. It was superb. Just perfect. Al-Hassan, like I said, you won't get, like, because I got um, plus fours, like three to one in English, on Al-Hassan on Al by knockout. You're not getting that on his next fight. I'll tell you that right now. You're not getting odds that long on his next fight by knockout because that was hashtag excellent. That is my bet rating. Bet rating for that one, hashtag excellent go back and watch it doesn't take long the sound alone 
Perfect. Nasty. Brutal. Kevin Lee versus Daniel Rodriguez. Now, Kevin, I had Rodriguez winning this one as an underdog all day. And you know what? I wasn't wrong. This one was my pick of the week because honestly, like Kevin Lee, he's looked perfectly beatable in his last couple of fights and actually has been beaten. And that was at 155. He's now gone up a weight class. Weirdly, at the weigh-ins, he looked Rodriguez up and down and said, mm, small. So like, yeah, dude, Rodriguez is dwarfing you, dude. He's a big guy. He's a big guy and he's got great hands. Excellent Muay Thai. And like, if it wasn't for the takedown in round one, which Lee did nothing with, by the way, all he did was like lie on top of him, really. Um, if it wasn't for that, I'd have given Rodriguez round one as well. But other than that, as soon as Lee couldn't get the fight to the ground, he was fucked. He was absolutely, he was like a fish out of water. And you know what? Uh, yeah, uh, fair play to Rodriguez. Rodriguez is a dangerous, dangerous fighter and I've got a lot of time for him. It's not that I haven't got time for Kevin Lee, it's just that he was coming in... I don't know, people were kind of writing Rodriguez off. I was like, what are you talking about? Rodriguez is, is going to win this fight. And uh, yeah, so bet rating, excellent, fantastic. Well done to Daniel Rodriguez. Commiserations to Kevin Lee. It might be new promotion time for you, fella. I mean, I think... Dana White's having a discussion with you, but it's, it's a shame because he's really talented. He is. Don't get me wrong. He is really talented, but he just can't seem to put it together at the moment. And then we had, uh, there was Ricky Tercios versus uh, Brady Heistand, the uh, £135 tough finale. Amazing fight. Also, Ricky Tercios should definitely be called the Night Stalker. I discussed that the other day. I'm not going to go too deep into it. He looks like Richard Ramirez. Anyway... Fantastic fight. Really close fight. You should go down. You should go back and watch the fight. Watch the fight, but stop at the post-fight interviews because they were a bunch of bollocks. Just, I hate it when they're talking absolute fucking nonsense. Like, what was that? Like, some sort of hippie fucking, like, quasi-inspirational fucking waffle. Uh, it was terrible. Terrible. Great fight. Terrible post-fight interview. But yeah, congratulations, Tercios. You bloody deserved it, mate. It was really, really worked hard. Barboza against Chikadze. What a fantastic fight. Both of them look sharp as hell. But Chikadze, man, that dude is fast, isn't he? He was just so fast. Barboza was checking body kicks. Checking body kicks with his shin in round one. That was crazy. And yeah, you know what? It was a fair stoppage. Uh, Chikadze... Like, was just putting it on him. I, I didn't disagree with the stoppage. I think Barbosa somewhat did. And you know what? I would watch those two fight every week. Um, Chikadze was just... I felt like he was a step faster. But it wasn't like Barbosa was completely, like, being outclassed the whole time. It was just when, like, Chikadze started to catch him, started to put it together, he got him hurt. And, uh, yeah, just absolutely fantastic. I'd watch those two fight every week. Um, Chikadze, who does he fight next? Good Lord. At the call-out of Max Holland. Holloway, I love that. That's a great fight. I don't know if Holloway beats him. Chikadze is fantastic. Also, I would like to also point out, they keep on putting this thing up. It's just like they're, they're apologising for any bad language heard, like on the broadcast. You've just watched two grown men kick the shit out of each other for money. It is fucking five o'clock in the morning, right? I don't think you need to apologise for the bad language, BT. You fucks, huh? <laughs> but yeah, bet rating terrible because I bet on that one to go the distance and that was the only thing that ruined my fucking accumulator. Livid. Absolutely livid. But yeah, so anyway. Um, 
Before I go into the news, uh, I'm going to be back doing stand-up. Stand-up went brilliantly last Friday. Shout out to the chalkboard at Peterborough. Uh, lovely venue, really set up really nicely, and it was a, it was a really fun night. It was fantastic to be back doing stand-up again. I, I really thoroughly enjoyed myself. And uh, yeah, and I've managed to book another gig uh, off the back of uh, oh, kind of I'm trying to keep keep the ball rolling. So I've managed to book myself in uh, for September 8th, and that one is in Coventry at the Spire Bar in Coventry. I'll be be doing a 10 minute set there. If you happen to be in the area, come on down. It'll be a fun time. And uh, yeah, so also just wanted to say that if you enjoy this content, please can you like and subscribe? And if you are, you know, and if you want to support me further, I do have a Patreon as well. Early access to episodes, extra content, we have a good time. And if you are just listening to this, if you have friends that like mixed martial arts and like to have a bit of a giggle at it as well, just share it, just let them know. Word of mouth is fantastic, but I just, you know, you know, like I said, the more views, the better. And yeah, just like, share, subscribe all that good stuff. So, going into the news, we obviously had Jake Paul versus Tyrone Woodley. Now, I put a bet on ages ago on Tyrone Woodley. I put a tenner on. So, no big loss. But, uh, yeah, it was... Honestly, I've only seen the highlights, but looking at it, credit where it's due, Paul looked fairly good. When he was landing all those combinations on, on Woodley, he looked pretty good. And for me, I wasn't surprised when it went to a decision and then, you know, Jake Paul got the decision. A lot of people were saying, oh, you know, um, Tyrone Woodley was paid to go easy on Jake Paul. I think that people are clutching at straws there because for me, like, again, I only watched the highlights, but just based on the highlights, it looked like a vintage Tyrone Woodley performance to me, by which I mean looking for one big shot, which he did find in like, what was it, the fourth or fifth round? Uh, but other than that, it seemed like he was just waiting all the time, waiting to try and throw that one big punch and just not finding it. And yeah, and, he, and he's, he's been doing that consistently for the last like few fights in the UFC now so why anyone was surprised that it went down the way it did and why anybody is thinking that Tyrone Woodley was paid to take it easy on him I don't think you've watched his last few fights that looked like vintage Tyrone Woodley to me but yeah anyway fair play to Jake Paul uh, enjoy your retirement I guess he retired on Twitter straight after I ain't buying it I ain't buying it, you know? Just like when I go to the tills in Tesco's and I find out the sandwich I picked is not in the meal deal. I ain't buying it. But yeah. O'Malley has turned down a fight with Frankie Edgar. Uh, but basically, the reason... A lot, a lot of people were saying, oh my God, he's ducking Frankie Edgar. No, he's not. He just said he didn't want to fight him in New York. And you know what? Fair enough. The taxes in New York are pretty fucking horrendous. Like, compared to Vegas, like, you get, I think... On what he's being paid, he'd only get taxed like 10%, 10 or 12%, I think, because he'd be in the lower tax bracket. But, uh, yeah, New York would be significantly higher. And he did say, look, if Frankie wants to get his ass kicked, he can do it in Vegas a month later if he wants. And the UFC said no, so it's not going to happen. But, I will, you know, Sean O'Malley said that he will literally, he doesn't care who he fights. It can be ranked, unranked, ranked, whatever. But... Uh, currently, it doesn't. I don't care if it's another unranked fighter because my contract isn't changing until my contract is up. So whoever I beat, it doesn't matter. I'll get paid the same. And there is something to be said to that. That's fair. Fair enough. Um, when he gets his his next contract, it is going to be better, I would think, as long as he keeps on winning. And you know what? He is popular enough to somewhat call his shot and to somewhat be able to turn around and say, "No, I'm not fighting in New York. I don't." I have no uh, desire to fight in New York and to pay their higher tax rate. So that, 
you kind of got to say fair enough at that point, haven't you? But um, I'll be just looking forward to seeing him fight again because, like him or not, he is quite an exciting fighter. And if he can keep on getting knockouts the way he's been going, then, you know, he'll, uh, he'll be cracking those ranked numbers soon enough. I hear Dominic Cruz is looking for an opponent. That could be interesting. Sign me up to that. Then we had uh, Michael Bisping was responding to uh, this guy. Basically, he got into an altercation on Bourbon Street in New Orleans ages ago. If you watch the BYM podcast, you know all about it. Basically, uh, like uh, Bisping was filming and the guy said, hey, stop filming me. And Bisping just said, suck my dick. And then he walked up and punched Bisping. And Bisping just started hysterically laughing, apparently, because he said it was one of the softest he's ever been punched in his life. And he's been punched by Luis J. Gomez. But I mean, he's... So like, I, I would love to see it. I think that we're like, I mean, because it is, it was funny. They were ripping the piss out of him on the on the Believe You Me podcast. But like, I'm hoping. Uh, I, part of me was like, yeah, they should they should do Bisping versus the Bourbon Street bastard um, on the next Shape Hall fight, but on the on the undercard. But realistically, they would never sanction that, would they? Like, no one would ever say because not being funny. But this guy said, oh, I don't even care if he's a UFC fighter. I'll fight, I'll fight you one on one anytime, dude. Right. I'll tell you this right now, any professional fighter, I mean, Michael Bisping's a world championship level fighter, but any professional fighter would, you don't even understand what they're capable of doing to you, honestly. I mean, because I've done bits of training here and there, I like to do it because I just enjoy it, and I have I have rolled with, like, people that, that have fought professionally, not world championship level, but... The thing is, it's humbling, right? Because you think that, yeah, you could probably do a thing or two. No, you can't. You just can't. Against the guys who are actually doing it for a living, you do not understand what they are capable of doing to you. The guys that I roll with, they, they were taking it as easy as they possibly could, not even putting 10% in. And I was just getting ragdolled. Do you know what I mean? And it's just, and that is just what it is. There are levels, right? So if you're just some guy on Bourbon Street that just likes to punch people in the face and like get into scraps and you're not actually trained, I've got news for you, pal. Michael Bisping will fucking flatten you. You don't even know what he'd be able to do to you. It's unbelievable. But yeah, it, it was just a funny story that I saw. So let's move into Troll of the Week. There are so actually some really good ones this week. And, um, the first of which is Jake Paul enjoying his retirement. Because <laughs> Jake Paul actually, like he came, he came out on Twitter and retired after the, after the uh, Woodley win. And uh, what they've done is they've taken a picture of where... But Jake Paul did get clipped by Tyrone Woodley. They, he got clipped real nice and he was like staggered backwards and that. What they've done is they've taken uh, that uh, kind of, a, a kind of cutout of where he was stumbled backwards in the rope. So he's kind of leaning back and they've photoshopped that going under a limbo thing on a beach. And it's Jake Paul enjoying his retirement. And I thought that was funny as fuck because, yeah, it's like, it's, I, I mean, I don't think for a second he's actually retired. I don't buy that for a minute. He is going to fight another UFC. I think the McGregor fights next. Honestly, honestly, it would not surprise me if the next fighter, the next person that Jake Paul has a boxing match with is Conor McGregor. And you know what? It wouldn't surprise me to see me win, see him win it as well because he's a big dude. Like he's one of the things that really helped him out against Woodley was the fact he had the reach and the fact that he was so much bigger and he was able to just land more and keep Woodley away from him for the most part. When Woodley did close the different distance, it was fucking dangerous. But 
you know, it, credit where it's due, he managed to hold out for eight rounds and just and just land more than Woodley. And he, I think he rightfully uh, got the win. And uh, so, the, speaking of the bit where he got where he clipped where Tyron Woodley clipped him, here's is there's a brilliant meme, this wonderful picture because like Woodley did clock him real nice, and it's just literally where like and he's and he kind of stopped. But like he was just trying to kind of regain his composure. It wasn't like he he kind of froze it. Like they, they I've seen a load of memes go around calling him the frozen one rather than the chosen one, which again hilarious, absolutely brilliant. But yeah, it's like when you could have won the fight, but you realised you were paid not to. It's like as hilarious meme. I don't think he was paid not to. I just think that it was vintage Tyrone Woodley in that he was um, he just didn't throw enough and he went behind on the scorecards. And it's, it is that simple. It is that simple. And uh, yeah, then we've got one last one with Conor McGregor and Mike Perry. Now, basically what they've done is they photoshopped Mike Perry's face onto where Jeremy Stevens was. Because remember back in that, when they did that famous press conference where Conor McGregor turned around and said, who the fuck is that guy? That, that famous quote came from Jeremy Stevens sitting behind him saying, oh, you know, when, when when you fight people, you TKO people. When I knock people out, they don't fucking move, man. Right, saying that you know, he hits harder than that. And basically, both McGregor and Mike Perry have been in altercations with older gentlemen in bars, right? No, nothing sexual. <laughs> Just literally, they've both been like, Conor McGregor slapped some guy in a bar, but Mike Perry beat the fuck out of, a, out of an old guy in a bar. So it's just hilarious here because they put Mike Perry's face on there. It's like, this guy TKO's old people, but when I knock old people out, they don't fucking move. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, that is true. I mean, nothing to be proud of, but uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, at least, at least Conor McGregor took it easy on the old guy. Mike Perry really fucking went into him, but it's because uh, he's an angry, angry young man. And on that bombshell, I'm going to leave you. So uh, it's, uh, fights this weekend, Darren Till against Derek Brunson. Oh, I love Darren Till, but I I could see him getting knocked out. I really hope not. Anyway, I'll be making all my official picks on Friday for the Patreon. And then on Saturday, my picks will be in for the YouTube channel. They'll be going in early in the morning, though, folks. Don't you worry, because um, obviously the fights are on at like a UK time as well. So don't forget that. They're on they're on a regular time in the UK because there's uh, Paddy Pimlet is going to be making his debut as well. Lots to look forward to. Lots of terrible bets to place. So until Friday, keep those odds long. And those bets, terrible.